Hello, hello, and welcome to the Relate and Educate podcast. It's Erin Patton here. I hope everyone out there is soaking up this summer. Soaking up, I don't want to say it. I don't want to, but the last few weeks of summer, I know, I know it's hard, and I know that I'm bringing reality here, but let's just ignore that part. Let's just enjoy summer, period. Enjoy your summer, period. All right, teachers, we have merch. Relate Then Educate has merch, and it is so cool. If you visit our website at relatethenneducate.com, you will see links all over the place to visit our Etsy shop, which contains our merch. We have t-shirts, we have short sleeve t-shirts, long sleeve t-shirts, we have sweatshirts, we have hooded sweatshirts, we have non-hooded sweatshirts, we have bags, we have mugs, we have stickers, we have lots of designs of each of those things. And they're so cool. All of them are like teacher pride, you know, showing how proud we are to be the teachers that we are. And they're just fun. They're good. They're cool. So check us out at our Etsy shop at our website at Relate and Educate. Another reason to visit our website is to check out our classroom management workshops, which are coming in September. We are so very excited about these. So they're in September. They're like a month after school starts here in Oklahoma. And so, you know, these new teachers that are coming into their classroom, they have time to identify some issues, some problems that they're having in their classroom that they need resolution for. And what a perfect time to come to a classroom management workshop. So Check out our website at relatethenneducate.com. Click the drop-down box at the top for our workshop drop-down box, and then it'll go to the Tulsa and the Oklahoma City pages because that's where we're coming. On September 12th, we're going to be in Tulsa at the Tulsa Tech Limley campus, and on on September 21st, we're going to be in Oklahoma City at Metro Tech. We are so very excited, so please check out our website, relatethenneducate.com, and get registered. We can't wait for this. Okay, today's episode was a great episode, and in fact, speaking of classroom management, we talked a lot about classroom management of freshmen, because today's teacher, Jennifer Finnessy, is a freshman teacher, and she's going to talk all about her love, and oh man, it is a true love of teaching freshmen, and I can't wait for you guys to hear this conversation. We dig into what is so special about this age group of kids. We dig into what is so, you know, what Jennifer's, how she clicks with her kids, how she builds relationships with her kids, how she's able to manage her classrooms effectively. She talks all about it. So I just can't wait for you guys to listen, so I'm going to let you. So enjoy this episode, Teaching Freshmen with Jennifer Fennessy. Amplifying the voices of teachers. This is Relate and Educate. What all have you done this summer? Um, so my husband is currently deployed, and I oh, just no, had a well. baby in February. I knew that. Okay. So, um, my. Bestie took me on their family vacation to the Smoky Mountains. No. So that was awesome. Luke's first national park. Ah, that's and then, so cool. um, 
she and I almost always do a Colorado trip, so we did that as well. We just got back from visiting family in Texas, so I was a little oh, worried. Wow. Like, oh my god, I have a little baby. My husband's not yeah. home. Like, what's it gonna be like? Yes, and. It has just been filled with so many fun things. So that has been really nice. And Luke is just the easiest baby. And he's so fun. Like, he loves to make faces. Ah! um, Like, he's just getting so much more interactive. So it's so fun to take him to places. Like, we went to the mall. And he was like, (laughs) what is all this? Look at all these people. Like, this is, like, so it's just so much more fun having him be interactive. That's so sweet. So he was born in February, so almost Mm -hmm. six months old. Yes. Oh, my goodness. And Luke is his name. Mm -hmm. So were you, did you go back to school at the end of the year last year? Or were you For two weeks. Okay. Yes. And so that was great because we had the ice storm. Yes. So I didn't get to say goodbye to my kids. Yes. And then um, we had a little bit of a sub-issue. So being able to go back and, like, just say goodbye yes. to those kids, I think it would have been so hard to just be like, okay, I never saw you again. So weird. And so everybody's like, I hate that you have to come back. And I'm like, it, family's watching him. Like, yeah. I get to see my people. I get to see my kids. Like, that's a lovely way And coming to back for year. two weeks is just like, like you said, like, it's a little taste of it. Like, oh, you yeah, get to I'm just. just yes. I felt great. Everybody's like, oh, it's God, the end I'm of the exhausting. year. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, this is so great. I came back in time for teacher appreciation week. Oh, how and perfect. And so Jamie Lee set us up. So we yes. had, like, breakfast and lunch and snack, like, every day. Oh, so my goodness. Like, this is you picked like the perfect time i mean it could not have been better it really worked so out plan well. your pregnancies around well, we're ivf so we okay actually so you did get to so, oh perfect i mean we were also trying to make it so that john could be there for delivery yes but also we were like this is gonna work out great <laughs> it just by happy accident so where is your husband deployed Djibouti. Oh, wow. So he's in the Horn of Africa mission. So they have men in Kenya and Somalia. And, uh, but the big base is there in Djibouti. There's like a naval port. So they help do security and stuff like Uh that for the Navy. Okay. How long has he been there? He arrived in country right as I ended the school year. Oh, okay. They headed over. And so he'll be there nine months and should be back by spring break. Oh, my goodness. His little baby's going to be such a big boy. I know. I'm so thankful for Marco Polo so we can send videos back and forth and he can see. Seriously. Like the, oh, my gosh, like he, uh, you know, we did little piggies and he was just squealing in excitement. He's like, I think I've watched that video like three or four times in a row. I bet. Like zooming in on every detail. Yeah. So I'm so (laughs) thankful that we have that and that he has internet at his outpost. Seriously. The military's done a very good job of letting people stay in contact, which really helps minimize the divorce rate because it was so high in Operation Freedom and all of that with Iraq and Afghanistan when it's like you could call your family for like 10 minutes once a month and they had to wake up in the middle of the night to get your phone call, whatever. It definitely helps with families like being able to stay connected. Wow. Well, I'm so grateful that that's not that long ago that that was not an option. No, because like my husband and his deployments, like – He was in Korea, and then he's been in Afghanistan and Iraq. I was not there for those. Uh Ukraine was a super cool deployment. Oh, okay. Tell Um, me about that. Oh, my gosh. That was – he did a training mission back in 2017. So we had just gotten married six months, and they were like, "Uh, somebody backed out. Oklahoma's going. 
And so it was so cool because I think Canada was there and maybe like another country. Wow. So they got to just train. I got to visit Ukraine. So that was cool. super cool before all of this. And so oh my gosh. it might be the most fulfilling one he's done because yeah. he's literally seeing in some of the battle. Like we taught some of that stuff. Like yeah. we were helping them prepare for what's going on now. Right now. So that has been like. That was a super cool one, and it was just six months, and then his guys got so good because they got to train along with them and get better. Cool. So he had, like, that was a neat one. That is cool. I was not expecting to talk about all of this during this, but this is so <laughs> fascinating. Yeah. I love it. I love it. All right, so let's get this party started. Okay, who are we talking to today? Hi, this is Jennifer Finnessy. I teach leadership and ninth grade English at Bixby Ninth Grade Center. Ooh, okay, leadership. I didn't know that. I knew the ninth grade yes. English, so I'm excited to hear about the leadership. How long have you been a teacher? I just finished Sweet 16. Nice. Wow, Sweet 16. I hit the 15-year mark, and then I started doing Relate and Educate. So you, oh my goodness, 16 sounds like so long. I love Um, it. I am so excited. This will be my 10th year at Bixby. So I'm so excited because I'll finally get a service pin. Yeah, Because I left Broken Arrow at seven years when the high school was restructured. It was the perfect time to get a fresh start. Yeah. I had just got a divorce at that time. Uh-huh. So it was like, and new yeah, school, just new everything start. brand new. Yes. Cool. So have you always been ninth grade or what have you taught? Yes. I, it is, it is my sweet spot. I've taught sophomores <gasps> for a couple years, like half and half schedule. Yeah. I love freshmen. We are going to dig into that because we have not talked to, I mean, we've talked to a couple ninth grade teachers, but we haven't gotten to like, just dig into the beauty of what freshman oh kids are and everything. They're such little weirdos <laughs> in the best way possible. That's true. Cause they're like out of middle school. Well, and Bixby has, it's ninth grade center, right? And it is a gym because most of our kids have classes at the high school. So almost all the electives are over there. Choir, drama, athletics, engineering. Okay. So they go, many of them, to the high school okay. an hour or two a day. But then their core academics and like Spanish and stuff like that are at our building. So we're able to create just a really cool environment cool. for them. And then our teachers can bond so much more because there's just ninth grade. Yeah. Like we don't have... All of the high school, we don't have a hundred plus staff situation at our site. That's dreamy. Yes. Like, I love that. Your little cove, your little team. Yes. And that's not even so little because it's Bixby, but still it's a little fraction. Yeah, it was three English teachers when I started and we just hired our sixth one. (laughs) Holy cow. Because with coaching, we've lost a couple like sections. Okay. Then we've... I think we're going to be at 200 more students at least like in this group. We had oh 100, gosh. 150 more this group. It's the ice storm babies. Oh, wow. Which I didn't even think about. Of but there was a seven. That. Wow. Oh, my goodness. Which that was like my first or second year teaching. So yes. that was like right at the start. And now. Wasn't that a weird year to teach in? Like we didn't even know COVID. I mean, that made everything so weird, but that was so weird. The ice storm of 2007. Like we just kept not knowing when we were going to go back to school. Yes. And then we had that terrible one a few years after where I didn't go to school for like two weeks. I think Valentine's or something was our first day back. Yes. So weird. Yes. Weird weather phenomena. 
everybody. I wanted to take a quick second to let you know that Teacher's Night Out is coming back for 2023. And we're adding locations, too. We're going to be in Oklahoma City on October 17th at the Hugh Chevrolet Center. And then we're going to follow that up the next week, and we're going to be in Fayetteville at the Walton Arts Center on October 24th. And Gary Brooks is coming to do both of those shows, and we're excited to see him again. But then in November, Tulsa, we're coming back with Kim Bearden, who is the co-founder of the Ron Clark Academy in Atlanta. She is incredible, and she's going to be at Teacher's Night Out in the Broken Arrow PAC on November 16th. So if you want to get more information about Teacher's Night Out, what it is, what we're doing, get the details on all of these events, go to relatethaneducate.com, and you can check all of that out, but you can also vote on what T-shirt that we're going to make up to give to every single person who buys a ticket to Teacher's Night Out this year. So go to relatethaneducate.com, check it out, and if you have any questions, please let us know. Okay, so why are you a teacher? Why? I... One, don't think I can imagine anything where I wasn't making a difference. But also, I just feel like I've had such cool teachers in my path. And so they were so instrumental to me in different parts of my life that I have just always wanted to do that. Even as a little girl, I would poke the lenses out of glasses because... (laughs) Because every teacher had to have glasses, which I hate them now. I'm so hyperactive. I fling them right off my face. But it just feels teachery, yeah. Yes. And so I would like teach my stuffed animals and just Uh, always wanted to be a teacher. Like it's just something. It's just in in you. Yeah. That's great. So you knew like going, getting into college, like that was your major. You knew all of that kind of stuff. Yes. Except I had a crisis at the end of college and was like, I can't do this. Tell me. I can't teach. Um, it was a really rough, uh, like internship placement. Okay. Um, we were in like a prefab, like an old building mm-hmm. and there were like rats out the door. Oh my gosh. And it, the English program was super rough. Uh, there was nobody to help us transition to digital. So all of a sudden, like you had to do this whole portfolio, but nobody could really help you do this portfolio. Oh my goodness. It was so stressful. I didn't know what to do. That sounds so like it. I was like, I'm going to drop it. I'm going to drop it. I picked up a psychology minor that last semester you could add. Drop oh my goodness. I was like, nope, I can't. I hate it. I got out. I picked up at the writing lab, which I feel like could hardly have been a better option because that helped me learn that my job is not to perfect my students. Oh. Are they better? Are they 1% better for having yes. come into the writing lab? Did you help them learn about commas or learn and? anything yes because then their visit was worth it and it doesn't have to be perfection yes like that was such a crucial lesson to learn and it worked out perfect because somebody backed out of the writing lab so I could get in I got all my classes one of my friends in the English program ended up taking my internship spot she taught at that school she now is running the English education program at NSU where I went so it was just one of those things where like Everything lined up, and because I had a year outside of education, I think I appreciate Uh, so much more being in education. Like, I know what it is to be outside of it, and I was like, oh, a friend had a job at Cartridge World, so I was, like, doing some stuff Uh there. I got on at Arvest Bank, and I really loved the customer service training, and I was like, man, I could be a trainer. Yeah. That's a teacher. That's a teacher. Just apply, (laughs) do alt cert. And then that was super easy because I'd already passed all my tests. I already had all my education classes. Yes. 
And so I was able to maneuver in. So I'm so thankful for that. Like, alternative ed program option I'm so glad because it was just the smoothest transition and then I've just never looked back like I can't imagine like when COVID and everything was shut down I was like (laughs) what am I gonna do if I can't teach like that's such a part of who I am what do I do like I would hate to not do this to not oh goodness gracious I'm glad you're in this profession (laughs) goodness me and that laugh that you just heard, ladies and gentlemen, I is Rick it. Holmes. Hi, Rick. <laughs> Hello. We're I'm sorry I'm here. late. No. No worries. So We've glad I could be here. We've just been chatting and getting to know good. each other. Good, good, good. This good. is Jennifer Fennessy. It's good Rick to meet Holmes. you, Jennifer. Hi. I'm Rick. Yeah, welcome. Yes. Welcome. To the Relate and Educate podcast. Yeah. I don't want to slow things down. So yeah, let's we just, just keep, kept going. keep rolling. So she is a freshman teacher and... She said it's her sweet spot. She loves it. Like, that is her perfect spot. So I said we are going to get into freshmen. What do you love about freshman kids? They are mini adults. So you can have, like, super real conversations with them. Yeah. And they want to be treated like adults. Mm -hmm. But they're still willing to be goofy. And I think especially because we are at that freshman center, there's no upperclassmen in their classes, mm-hmm. like their core classes. Yeah. And so we That's can go out good. to the hall and do stuff and they will be goofy and I'm goofy. So I couldn't <laughs> handle not being able to be silly. So we can like make fun videos and, um, we did like tone word Valentines. So we made the old school boxes and like everybody had a word and they had to bring in something that would help us. Like a kid brought suck up or suckers for obsequious because mm-hmm. it's a suck up. Mm. Yep. And so they like put the word on there and that was just like such a fun thing that they're willing to do. So I can make education fun. Cause if I have to be there all day, yeah. right. I also want to have a <laughs> yeah. good time. Right. So they're not too cool yet. Exactly. They're kind of cool. Yes, but, but not you too can cool still yet. have yeah. those like adult conversations. Right. That would be hard. I have a friend that teaches history in sixth grade, mm-hmm. and she's able to have some pretty cool conversations with them, and she's doing a great job. But when I go in there, I'm like, oh, I could not do this. Yeah. <laughs> like, I love popping in. I love visiting you because last couple years I helped with our um character program are mm-hmm. great expectations okay. yeah and so i would go in in the morning to different classes and get to observe so that was so cool to pop into so many school sites so i was able to see so much and i'm like i love this for you all yeah this only confirms that i'm exactly where <laughs> i want to be because yes. even seeing some of my like babies as their juniors and seniors and popping into those classes they have changed. Yes. Uh-huh. Like some of them less squirrely, some of them for the better. Like, yeah. great job. I'm so proud of you. <laughs> and others, I'm like, oh, you were so much more engaged Interesting. as a freshman. Yeah. And now you're like a cool kid senior in your business class or whatever. Yeah. Then passed on to Rick and his sweet yeah. spot of 11th graders. Juniors. Yeah. Oh, and I have so many friends. Yeah, they couldn't teach anything else. Like, yeah. it's And it's so great when you fall into your sweet spot. Oh, I mm-hmm. know. Because they're, they're wildly different. You know, it, on a small level, like, and that doesn't really, that's not really congruent. But if you teach 11th and then you teach 12th, you're like, wow, what a difference. But trying to explain that to somebody, it's just, it's kind of hard because there's small things that add up. You know well, what I mean? even as a fifth grade teacher, I'm like, well, t- I know the difference between like a fourth and a fifth grader is a big difference. But mm-hmm. all high school kind of seems just like big kids to me. So what is those differences between, like, what is the, the ninth grade I don't know. To me, it's the goofiness that I don't see as much 
like a little bit of it's weaned out every year. Yeah. So like when I see yeah. the sophomore classes, they're still pretty engaged, a little silly. Juniors are more serious. Like, cause they know they're college start, is coming. Yes. And at Bixby, like half our kids are half day college. Like they're yeah. already in it. Right. And so there's also a flip that switched. I hated sophomore year because as they could drive, it's like they got yes. too cool for school. Mm-hmm. Oh, and all yeah. year long, that switch was flipping on kids. At diff- yes, at different times. And then it's hard because some kids have a car and some kids don't have mm-hmm. a car. And some of that economic disparity is more present yeah. that sophomore That's year. Hard. So that was, and it was a testing year, which was also really stressful. Mm-hmm. I'm glad we've moved to the ACT because that's more like practical. Like, yeah, no, many of you are going to college and that's something you need to do. Yeah. yeah. Like that's not an extra test. We're helping and funding you take something that that's is required good. for so many something of you. Something that will benefit you down the road. Yeah. There's also social, um, there's a, a social economy in a school. And so freshmen, they haven't really identified it yet, but when they get a car, when they get a girlfriend, maybe they play sports or they've just checked out. They're too cool for school because it hasn't done anything for them and they want to go focus on their band or their full-time job or whatever it is. And so you get a lot of those dynamics that, that hit at just different times for different kids because there's some juniors that act like freshmen. Oh, yeah. You know, <laughs> whether it be the hormones haven't kicked in or whatever. But high school is a it's a, just a chemistry set. You know, you have the yes. hormones dictate a lot, but then there's some other things that layer on top of that. And um, it can be pretty awesome for some and devastating for others. I think that's why teachers are there to kind of help, mm. you know, to see the kids that aren't seen anywhere else. Mm. You know what I mean? And you hear that a lot, the, the story of the teacher that saw me when I was mm. a goofy sophomore or freshman. And nobody else did, and it's just it it helps them get through this really treacherous thing, <laughs> which is called high school. Yeah. Yes. Woo. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, I've had kids too, and sometimes it's not even like in that class. Mm-hmm. Like he, I had a kid he never passed, but I never gave up. Like, yes, you can still do it. Like I still believe in you, and he did alt, came back and said thank you so much. Mm. Like you believed in me. And I didn't believe in myself yet at that moment. But as I continued forward, I knew there was somebody who did. Killer. And so, you know, like those things, like you don't always see it in your classroom. Mm -hmm. But it might be you've helped get that kid connected to a club. Like you see that they're not in anything. Come on in. Like it's – I had a kid – he is actually going to become a teacher this year. And he was in student council with me and then got to intern with me. And it was so cool to see him as a freshman come alive with student council Mm -hmm. and then stay active in that. So then I got to keep in contact because I ended up switching to Bixby, but still saw him at like our district conferences and state conferences. So to be able to continue and then in his education work, he came back and shadowed a couple times and, that was just such a cool thing yeah. to see some of those kids blossom. So you look for those ones that don't have a thing yet. Yeah. And then with student council, it's nice because I'm like, join me. Like, we <laughs> <laughs> Well, I have to tell you that one of some of my good friends, the Prentices, they have a daughter named Rayleigh Prentice who was in your class several years ago. Yes. Yes. A- human. <laughs> oh, is that a joke? That's what I called you? her. Yeah. Human. <laughs> I was like, no, you got a human today. Come on. Oh, I love it. You got it. a human. 
Well, she, um, I'm, like I said, I'm friends with her parents. And a couple of weeks ago, um, I was talking about teachers and she, was, and I was like, so who are your favorite teachers at Bixby? And without hesitation, she's like, Miss Fennessy. And she just went on and on and on and started talking about you and you made such a difference. And she's a sophomore at OSU now. And she's still like, you are fresh on her mind and her heart for making such a difference. And so that's Amazing. You have to know that. That's I love her. It was so Aww. great. She came back um, in the cap and gown. Like, they had the cap and gown yes. pictures. And then I think, you know, they're kind of, like, excused for, like, another hour. So it's always so fun to see kids because that is, to me, the greatest downfall yes. of the ninth grade building is the kids mm. never have a reason to come back. Yeah, right. that's And hard. we don't really want them in that building either. And so it's like you invest all of this time and you can see them at pep rallies or events, ah. but you don't get to see them the same way. Yeah. When we were at the ninth and 10th grade center, it was such a different relationship because I invested as a freshman, but then a lot of times it was when they were sophomores that they would come back because I wasn't in their class anymore. So it was easier to ask advice because like if they were embarrassed or whatever, they didn't have to see me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes, wild, yes. Yes. But now it's like, I mean... Still, I want to talk to you, but every day I'm going to see you, and you're yeah. going to see and <laughs> hear weird. about more of those things. So I do miss that connection yeah. that we had with, like, a two-year. Yes. I love that at my old school, it was K through 12 all in the same building. And so I got to see my fifth graders as sixth graders, seventh graders. I got to see them graduate. That was, like, oh, such a gift. Such oh a, such my, a gift. Yes, absolutely. Get to see them as adults almost. Like it's so, yes. so and weird. That's probably one of the greatest joys of student council is that allows me to see kids oh, as they great. grow up. And so the high school works really closely with us. And so I get to still see them at different events. Mm-hmm. Yes. And so I'm like, stay active so I can like keep up yeah. with <laughs> And then it brings me to the high school and like doing yeah. more events. Well, cool. Yeah. So tell me about doing leadership and student council and everything. Uh, I, somebody just asked me when I was like, I don't know, like a third year teacher, like we need somebody to do it. And I was like, okay, like (laughs) let's do it together. (laughs) Usually (laughs) it's when you walk in the door. (laughs) Thankfully at South, there were a lot of people and I took on weird things like United Way fundraising. Like I took on a couple things, but like the weirder things. And so (laughs) I went to a state convention and that was incredible. Mm -hmm. Like Norman had hosted and... It was like 2,000, 2,500 kids just so yeah. excited. Yep. And I was like, this is cool. So That's then like fun. a year or two later, I did the summer camp, and that was a game changer. Like we are literally like family. Wow. Like it is like they're my cousins. And mm-hmm. so like state convention and summer camp are a reunion. Like it was so <gasps> weird not to be there this uh, summer. Like, oh, this is going on without me. <laughs> Definitely glad to be home with my little baby. Yes. I'm never getting that time back. But I was like, oh, I miss this because there's just such a connection and like we are so supportive of each other. And then if you need an idea, like I have all these teachers and this whole network of what people are doing and what's working at different places. So that's cool. Like especially as Big School becomes bigger, some of these people that are at bigger schools have good suggestions of things that are working for them. And so it just once I made that connection with like some of the adults and we have like a giant group chat and stuff like that. It's so nice. Cause you can just throw out. Yeah. Hey, does anybody have an idea for this? Do you have a contact for that? That's and cool. having that support network, you're able to do so much more. Yeah. 
That's you know right. what I like about you know leadership and and all that is that you have the context where the teacher is walking alongside the kids. You know, it, mm-hmm. and it's it's not as much a coach and a team. You're facilitating mm. and you're helping them and you're um, guiding them to where they want to be anyway, right? And then you get all these kids that are kind of bent towards the same thing. And so I, it's different than most things in a high school, like an activity, um, because there are state conventions. It, you know, it's not like young Republicans or young Democrats or anything like that. It's It's something that you can gather together, you can find a path forward, and then you can go measure yourself with and against other schools just to see what are they doing and how are they doing it. So I, I really like it. And the, the only reason I, I know is because uh, our school, Aaron and I's school, hosted an event. And I was I had just left a large school district at Jinx. And I was walking past where all those kids were, and I hear my name. And there were Jinx kids. And they were so excited. <laughs> and they were so excited to be there. You know, they were just, it was such a, a, an interesting time. So I was able to kind of talk t- through, what are you doing? Okay, tell me what you're doing. And, That's and so cool. It was cool. It was cool. And so I love that work. So yes, well done. I, it's so fulfilling. Mm-hmm. And with freshmen, just they don't know what they don't know. So like yeah. come, in and, come in and try it. And some of them, it's so cool. Like they have scholarships. They just stay involved. Wow. And then others, like, they're in it for a season, but it helps them make a friend. It helps them have the confidence to maybe go do something else. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. so that's – life is networking. Like, yes. I got my job at Bixby because I was talking to one of my student council friends, and I was like, man, you know, like, life's just kind of shaking up right now. Hey, we're opening a freshman center. We could use a student mm. person if you want to come over. Oh, yeah. okay, okay, that's great. And so I definitely at least got my foot in the door, got an interview because of that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so, I mean, life is so much who you know. So if I can get kids into situations where they build their confidence, but that's also so build connections, yeah. that's awesome. Oh, it's good. That's so good. Yeah. I needed to do that more in high school. I didn't <laughs> because then that was kind of uncomfortable for me and still is kind of uncomfortable for me. Oh so my, yes, that there's so is many opportunities I missed in high school yeah. that I just didn't know about. Like, I probably should have gone to university outside of Oklahoma, like, just to explore. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't, like, go to the talks or Mm -hmm. any of that. I didn't go on any of the educational trips. Those are so cool to see kids. Yes. Oh, life can be done in a different way. Yeah. Have you ever gone on an educational trip with your students? Yes. I, at Broken Arrow, got to go to uh, New York City. And we did a Broadway, like, the drama choir. So we saw a Broadway play every day. That was super cool. And then um, I took kids to Canada and we did the national parks there because I'm like a big national park fan. I love it. And then I also have gone to Australia, which was so cool. And then um, we did a really cool Europe trip where we hit like Spain, Switzerland, France. Wow. So that was just really neat um, to go to. 
and not educationally. Like I was a teacher at Battle Creek. Mm-hmm. Um, they go have a church in Egypt. So I got to go for a week and we put on, like we were teachers of some of their curriculum. Oh, cool. And that was probably the coolest trip that I took because they kept telling us, like we did training classes before they don't do things wrong. Mm-hmm. They just do things differently. Uh-huh. Like you drive on the wrong side of the road. It's not the <laughs> it's, wrong side. Yes. It's the correct side there. You drive on your side of the yes. road. <laughs> and so that just has like, you do it your way. So it's a three lane highway. That's five vehicles across. Mm-hmm. And you'll see a cart with a donkey, a motorcycle and like a Mercedes all right oh, there wow. on the highway, like crossing the Nile. Like it was just such wow. a cool experience to see people do something differently yeah so i just love allowing students to see mm-hmm. that people do things differently that's great so let's dig into that a little bit because i know that there are teachers that would quietly like to do something like that mm-hmm. so did you plug into ef tours or yes do you have, okay i have done an explorica which with the new york one was really great because they really tailored it and mm-hmm. ef is a little bit more structured yes um but man ef has been phenomenal. I have a friend in Costa Rica with some kids right now on one of the EF trips. They just take care of things really well. Yeah. And they have the insurance. Like I honestly would just put it in the cost of the trip. Like everybody needs to get the insurance because every trip I've gone on, there's been some minor accident Mm -hmm. that was like, yay, thank you so much that we did this one. Um, it was like a three family, like grandma, mom, daughter and grandma fell all of it's taken care of wow. like one lady in Australia, uh, their trip didn't make. So we had this set of like grandparents join our trip. Mm-hmm. It was awesome. They were like affiliated with our Bixby group. Um, but she hurt her arm. And so they flew them back, oh, gave wow. them like a, a refund for the part of the trip that they missed. That's great. And so to me having that confidence that I'm not the one fully in charge it's my job to make sure that the kids are awake. They know what to pack. Mm-hmm. But EF takes care of they take all care of, of the everything. rest of that. That's yeah. cool. Have you done one of those? I have not, but I I almost did. Okay. I ha- ended up leaving the school before gotcha. it, it, it made and everything. But I've had friends that have done it cool. to China and all over the place. But EF Tours is all-inclusive. All you have to do is get to the airport mm-hmm. and wow. then just stay on pace, and they'll take care of everything. And the big question that I've heard over and over again is what if a kid just goes off the rails? You mm-hmm. know what I mean? And they will take care of it. <laughs> they will take the kid to the airport and put him on a plane and wow. fly him home mm-hmm. immediately. So that was that was the big one. You know, what if you, you take a kid to Europe and they just disappear or, you know, they go, you know, all of the things that a kid might do. And they're like, we'll take care of that, no problem. Wow. <laughs> well, and I was lucky enough on the Europe and Australia trip to go with one of our teachers from the high school. Mm-hmm. And she's done a ton of trips. And I don't think she's – I think sometimes we fear that's going to happen. It weeds itself out beforehand. But it, it does – it like, yeah. Okay. Uh, like uh, taking kids to state conventions and, like, we're staying in hotels and all of these things. Yeah. And we just – Yeah. When you trust them to be responsible, they tend to step up to that. Rise to Mm -hmm. the occasion. Mm -hmm. And most of the time, you're taking kids that you know very well. Yes. They're not the randos that, you know, like, hey, I want to go to Europe with you. (laughs) You know, it's like, I would rather go with somebody else. Yeah. Yeah. So you have a good crew, typically, going with you. Um, Yes. So would you encourage teachers that kind of have that idea of, I I think I'd like to take a trip to Europe with, with my students. Would you encourage 
a teacher like that to do it? 100%. Mm-hmm. You will so regret not doing it. I think more than any of the work to go into it. And uh, like my friend Sierra that has gone to Costa Rica right now, they did meetings beforehand. So they tried Costa Rican food and they went oh, on a cool. hike. That's it's cool. more an adventure. So also like she got to know those kids, yeah. create bonds with those kids, That's awesome. prepare them for the trip. Mm-hmm. So not just like, here's what you need to pack. I need your paperwork. Right. But also depends. I think it's only six kids for your trip to make. Mm-hmm. And especially if you plan early, you have time for that. Mm-hmm. Help them. Mm. Like I've had teachers that have done car washes. They've done garage sales. They've done all sorts of things to help the kids raise money. And EF has a great platform that kids can share. And so for Christmas birthday, please donate here. Yeah. And so that all goes into their account. And then if they have money to save and you try to help them be successful, Mm -hmm. because I mean, sometimes it's scary. Like, will I get six kids to be able to go? But you'd be surprised at what parents are willing to do. And I mean, you would be hard pressed to be able to have the experience for what they're able to provide it for because they have discounts at hotels and all of that. Plus in Australia, that tour guide was phenomenal. Ah, cool. So having an Aussie who had been there forever, mm-hmm. just as we're even driving around, like he's sharing cool information that I would never have known yeah. if I went to Australia on my own. Like that, the tour guides That's are so cool. helpful. Yeah. So like you, th- you are a teacher. I, being an elementary teacher, this is a world I have no idea of. I know no, right. knew nobody that was planning trips. So if you're what, like middle school or high school teacher or something, you can... I think it's 12 or 13 okay. that they can travel like independently. I know when we were in Australia, it was really fun because I had a student and it was... His whole family went. Oh, so fun. you can choose it to be just students okay. or you can open it up to families. Okay. I would always open up to families because then you also have more adult eyes yeah. on the situation. <laughs> I would think so. Yes. That would be a plus. And so he, his whole family went, like all four of them. And so brother was younger, but because parents were there, mm. like he could go. And then I had him in class. Or oh. no, he was at the freshman center and did Stuco stuff. So it was like so neat. Like, yes. oh my gosh, I remember when you were little. <laughs> yes. Um, I love but that. But that was just such a cool experience. But every trip I've gone on has been open to whole families. Yeah. I love that. And it's super easy to get started, too. Really? All you, oh, all you have to do is go to EF Tours and just request a packet, and it's on from there. I'm still getting emails from them. Oh, not, not, <laughs> not in a bad way. It's not every yeah. week or whatever, but every now and again I'll get one. Um, and I just need to unsubscribe, but <laughs> <laughs> too late for that. But they will initiate and give you everything you need. They make it as easy as possible. So I, if you're a high school, I would say high school teacher. I, if you're in middle school, I don't yeah, know. That Our middle school does a history trip that's a huge deal. Okay. Um, and where, where do they go? The New York City, I think D.C., mm. maybe um, Philadelphia. Yeah. Like yeah. That, that East trip. Coast. Yes. I would go international because it's about the same cost. Mm -hmm. Oh, really? you could go to Europe. (laughs) (laughs) I mean. If that interests you. (laughs) And 
for your first trip, I would encourage go to Paris, go to London, mm-hmm. go to one of those places that kids really want to go to. Like at the start of the school year, we do like a mosaic, a get to know you. So that then that's like part of our room and it's on the wall and it has their picture. And I always put, where do you want to go? So that I know where do kids want to go? Yeah. Like plan a trip of where they'll want to go and you'll get a better sign up rate. Um, yeah, cool. it's, it's a really cool experience. Oh, I hope more teachers do this. I didn't know how easy this was. I assumed when teachers did this, they were planning this trip. Like, they were planning every single thing, and nope. like, wow. They're just getting sign-ups, and I mean, it, it's not it, it's it's not a lot of work, but it is, it is. It yeah. is some work, for sure. I, it's a bit of stress. I would say it's not as much work, but like, yeah. oh my gosh, like, I need your paperwork. Yeah. I need your paperwork. How come you haven't responded? Are you on <laughs> vacation? Like, especially leaving in the summer sometimes. Yeah. yeah. Well, that is cool. And and don't discount the educational side of this. It's not just a, you know, a tourist trip. There's a lot of education that goes on during yeah. these things. Yeah. Especially and for a kid that may not have ever been out of the country before. Yeah. Yes. So. And sometimes, like, families can't afford for the whole family to go, but they could send their mm-hmm. student. Mm-hmm. And you can get college credit, I believe, too. So especially, like, juniors and seniors, oh, wow. they can do some papers and things like that. And I think awesome. they have um, some options where they could even earn maybe a humanities credit mm-hmm. or whatever on the trip as well. That's so for cool. your upperclassmen, that's a good. That's cool. I love it. Wow. I love it. I love it. And so most of these kids that you're taking are kids that you've had in ninth grade and then you'll travel with them. And Mm -hmm. then I just, the relationships that you're building with those kids, like traveling with a kid. How cool would that be? I mean, like to just build those close tight knit experiences and relationships. I love it. Yes. And, um, like one of our students on the Australia trip, it was fun because that in New Zealand, we also did like a little boop in New Zealand mm-hmm. and that was a real adventure. And I helped her have like some confidence to do some of the like rides. And it was so funny cause she was like so terrified <laughs> to do this like big drop swing thing. And I was like, we got this. Let's go. Yeah. Oh my god! And gosh. so it's cool too, to see them like get out of their element. Yes. And vice versa. I'm sure to see you. Outside That's of true. Yeah. yeah. See you outside of doing all that stuff. What a good that. little, you know. Yeah, we haven't talked yeah, about any of this stuff. Absolutely. Well, we are um, hosting a classroom management workshop in September. And so I kind of want to talk about classroom management for freshmen. You know, what does that look like? We're, we've talked tons about elementary. I'm curious about the freshmen, you know, what that looks like. How are you building relationships in the classroom? How are you, you know, handling situations as they arise what does that look like I would say that classroom management is hands down the most difficult aspect for teachers yeah because oh it seems seamless when you watch somebody else do it and Mm. you don't know what's going on in their heads Mm -hmm. and so oh my gosh and what has happened previously like the weeks and to months lead before up to, it, to lead yes. up to that moment right? yes yeah. like especially with some of the new teachers and some of them that are like alternatively certified so they've not done like shadows they've not mm-hmm. come into a classroom outside of their student experience mm-hmm. that's really hard yeah and so first thing is you have to build relationships because a lot of them like I can just like snap and look at him and they're like, okay, yeah. yeah. <laughs> because they know that I like want what's best yeah. for them as well. Mm-hmm. 
And we create kind of like a community where Mm -hmm. they are heard. Many of my students said one of their favorite days that we would have would be like discussion days. So maybe before we're going to read something like Fahrenheit, I'm going to throw some questions out that are super open-ended and just see where they take it. Mm. And they loved having those opinions validated. And so then they were able to share. And we talk about you can disagree with somebody, but you can't attack them so yeah you can say that there are books worth burning or there aren't right like with fahrenheit why it's Mm -hmm. okay for you to have different opinions legitimize it and then that also moves into our writing and so that things are purposeful and they don't feel like they're being wasted i think sometimes when they feel like it's busy work they're not bought in but if these things lead together. You can try to help them see mm-hmm. this is for your future. This is going to help you. I am for you. Mm-hmm. So one of my favorite strategies is when I see some squirrely kids, <laughs> I try to catch them doing well at the start of the year and email home and brag on them. Okay. So like, oh my gosh, I'm so proud. Like so-and-so spoke up in class today, had something really great to say. Maybe they've said like three really twerpy things already, (laughs) but that one great contribution, Mm -hmm. I see you for more than just those little comments. And so my goal is to try to send an email home to every kid, like at least once a semester or once a year, just depending on the year I had 165 kids. It was like one kid a day (laughs) and I'll get to everybody by the end of the year. But also it's a great way for me to end my day. But I really try to focus on those kids. Like, I'm so proud. Your kid turned in every assignment this week. Yeah. And just, I see you doing well. And so then those kids are like, oh, that's awesome. Like, I, uh, two years ago, first group of kids ever, I would have every single one of those students again. Mm -hmm. There was not one problem child. And that, that's like never. Yeah, that's a dream scenario. And so... The kid was like, really? But you have this kid and this kid. And I said, tell me when that kid in class has been really twerpy. Oh, they weren't in here. Wow. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because I saw that in one of those kids. And I emailed bragging immediately. And that kid was like, oh, like this is a safe space. This is somebody who was for me. Because it's so hard to know what has happened to them before they've come in. Yeah. Mm-hmm. because sometimes it is a teacher has told them that they were dumb. A teacher made them feel awful. So they didn't want to yeah. be there because it was such a rough trauma experience from the classroom before they ever got to your building. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is that common for high school teachers to write notes home to parents? I would think not, but I don't know. In I, my experience, it is not. I think Only when it's necessary, and that's usually the negative. That's I why I like the idea so much. Yes. And I also like the fact that it is helpful and healthy for you, at the end of the day, to not, not reflect on what happened badly, but what happened well. Yeah. Where Where can I find the nugget to send home? And it's just good practice for you to focus on the positive, not the negative. So let me ask you a couple follow-up questions. So you're looking for these kids because they're in every class every year all the time. Are you looking for these kids day one or the first week or does it? First week. Okay. Sometimes as early as day one because they're already 
You can tell. <laughs> like, oh, okay, yeah, you're flapping your wings yes. real big here, kid. Like, yeah. bold move. They're they're flexing already. Yes. <laughs> and then others, it takes a while. And mm-hmm. then some kids, I I kind of call them like vanilla pudding. Like, they just won't always show you a lot mm-hmm. in class. Mm-hmm. So sometimes when we do projects, like one kid got like real weird in her project, and I was like, I love this. You uh, finally showed me some of your true colors. Like, yeah. under all that pudding, there is, like, yeah. some fruit. It just all went to the bottom. Like, <laughs> I'm so excited to see this because I also end the year making little awards yeah. for my kids. Like, I go to the Dollar Tree and get, like, their little cutouts. Oh. And we'll write, like you are a son like you've shown so bright like i loved how you helped blah 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 blah. like here's Uh. the you know just all sorts of little notes so i'm trying to also find something in every kid like what could i give you an award for Mm -hmm. so i have all my kids names on one piece of paper so i'll highlight when i email home yeah to be like oh i haven't hit that kid yet Mm -hmm. like i need to look Mm -hmm. for this kid and sometimes i'll put like a little name of like an award like you know what? That kid is yes. just so, like one girl. I was like, you're just like a mom. Like you mm-hmm. help people out. You always have extra supplies for people. Like what a great skill. You're going to make such a good employee one day. Like, yeah. cause you're taking care of everyone. Her mom actually emailed and I need more parents to do this. Email the principals when teachers do something. Yeah. Well. Like you're so apt to email them. If you are frustrated at yes. me, don't talk to me. You to yeah. go straight to my principal. But then when the teacher's done something right, they struggle to send that up the chain. But it was so nice because she was like, my daughter has had this on her mirror all summer long. Oh, I super appreciate geez, that I this teacher it. did this. Yeah. Uh, yes. Uh, I need upper admin to hear that yeah. more. Mm-hmm. That is true. Well, it's super unique that you're doing it for your kids. So it would then be super unique for a parent just to get an email like that unless your kid is awesome all the time anyway and you just you know teachers gush over those kids but to have a positive email where it doesn't usually show up is awesome so So let me ask you about the email because i want to get like really specific because there are teachers that are like i like this but Mm -hmm. i don't know how to do this so your emails to the parents are they super duper short like two, three sentences? Uh-huh. Okay. It's not overwhelming. It's so got to it, be practical, like right? an example. That's good. Hello, I'm Miss Finnessy. Like, if it's the start of the year. Mm-hmm. It, I'm Miss Finnessy. I'm your student's English teacher. And I just wanted to let you know, I saw your student help out everyone in their group. They made sure that everyone in their group had supplies. They were willing to run up and down to make sure that their team was successful. I love the teamwork in this kid. I'm so proud of him. I can't wait to continue to see that develop this school year. Please let me know if there's anything I can do for you. Like, it doesn't take more than two (sighs) or three minutes. But so many – you're the first – yeah. teacher that's emailed mm-hmm. or you the set first the teacher stage. that said something positive yes because again the start of the school year i'm really focusing <laughs> on any of my squirrels because i just want them to be squirrely <laughs> that's fine with me i don't want them to like turn into a turd like that smells <laughs> it stinks up the room Big difference. we don't need that to this. affect our whole environment a yeah. squirrel that's fun and entertaining like yes. we can deal with that <laughs> well, this is super practical and you know if if you're a if you're going to be a teacher, let's say you just graduated or you're just shifting into education, you will know the squirrels immediately. Yeah. <laughs> they will show up first week, and you'll, it, like, if you're wondering how do I identify them, don't worry about that. But if you find something positive, 
I would I would definitely recommend doing something like that because yes. it's it, it if you only do one thing you don't have to do thirty things mm-hmm. if you did one thing this is a very powerful lever that can help you I would say if you emailed a challenging student's parent the first week and something serious happened two months later you now have some sort of a context to mm-hmm. talk to the parent and they will listen to you yes because it wasn't the f- the bad thing wasn't the first thing they heard from you about. And so you can you can work with them a little bit. Um, so I think that's incredibly good advice. Yes, yeah. and it's helpful. Like, I had one kid, and he did not pass this year. He struggled to turn assignments in, but mm-hmm. I was able to say, your son was so effective in this assignment, this contribution to the discussion. Like, he always contributes. He did a rap, I think, in front of the whole class for our <laughs> Renaissance project. Like, heck yes, kid! That was so awesome. So I was able to email home. So even though we didn't finish on the mm-hmm. best foot, I still saw that this kid learned. Mm-hmm. I still see that he's getting out of his box, and I am so proud of him. Yeah. And, like, a grade doesn't matter for me on that. Like, learning yeah. happens in the struggle. And the mm-hmm. parents hear that their kid has value. Yeah. And, man, some parents really need to hear that, you know? So I love it. Mm. <laughs> these are good. such good ideas. Yes. We need to incorporate these into our classroom management workshop. Always always so so (laughs) good um i want to ask about teaching english in today's current society under like have you felt under attack have you has this been a struggle definitely okay um it's so hard to want to suggest a book Mm -hmm. because you don't necessarily know what that family feels Mm. is acceptable or not so i'm really proud of our school has a great policy i think parents have the ability to come in on our library app and say this is okay this is not okay so for their specific for their specific student okay so then that's nice and provides like you're able to monitor what your child is reading Mm -hmm. but i have tons Mm -hmm. of students reading colleen hoover and there's not a there's no way we could put any of her material on our bookshelves so ex- explain that. So, so what, I, I don't know her. What, what are her books She is definitely about? toward the erotica side. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. So she has a couple, like, young adult that are, like, a couple steamy sections. And then she has more, like, open door scenes in some of her adult books. Like, um, It Ends With Us has become, like, a bestseller. I think it's going to become a movie. Okay. Like, she made a sequel. Like, it's at every airport. Mm-hmm. I have students reading it, some of them with their parents is very explicit i don't know that i would let a freshman read it like if i had a freshman child Mm -hmm. i think i'd be like wait (laughs) not yet (laughs) but students are reading it and so for their book report they want to use that book because that's what their parents so it's like having to get parent permission is this okay like did you really buy this for your kid or did your kid just say this did they just Uh pick it up and this year i had a bunch of kids into like horror literature but we one haven't had a big need for that but also some of it is too gory to have at school based on like all of the reviews but that's what they want to read for a book report Mm -hmm. and so i have this kid over here that can only read church stuff and i have this kid over here that's reading explicit stuff what can i put in front of them and then you have to rethink books you read a decade ago because is there a sex scene in there that some parent might get upset about but also kids are talking about that all the time. And I would rather them like read and ask questions than 
go Speculate. to the internet. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, like, they have cell phones. They, they're they seeing worse than anything that's in these books that's on the, their phone. That's the funny thing about this, is that the, some people are pretending that it's 1950, <laughs> and that we can get rid of books and burn books, and that solves the problem. You have the internet. Like, the internet has superseded books by a long shot. So... <laughs> it's just absurd in some sense. There, But it is also um, reasonable for a parent to say, you know what, I don't want my daughter to read that erotica-bent book. Of course. But I feel like teachers are naturally protective of their kids. Most, not all. You have some squirrels out there. <laughs> but... Um, but you don't have teachers that are pushing no. erotic stuff on kids, by and large. You know, out the outliers exist, yes, but by and large they don't. So, how do you, f- it, practically speaking, have you taken any steps that have kind of helped you in, in navigating all of this? I, for book reports, do student choice. Mm-hmm. So then it is what the student has selected. I'm so sorry. This. And then sometimes I've even had, like, parents, like, sign off that that's, like, okay. And like, then came back later and said no. And so <laughs> just to protect myself, like. Yes, yes. This, Good. you get to choose. I'm going to put a few things out for you. Mm-hmm. But even that is, like, yeah. really, like, our summer reading assignment is 10 different books that are young adult, like, very high interest books. And, I mean, we really had to stress over what we put on that. And so we took a couple off. We added a couple because there's just such an attack on anything that could be deemed sexualized at all Mm -hmm. or anything with race. Mm -hmm. And so it feels like a landmine to suggest anything. Because sometimes I'll tell kids, I'm like, Miss Finnessy didn't say this. Jennifer did. Miss Finnessy would never say that. (laughs) No. But Jennifer has read that or whatever. (laughs) And so it is stressful. I am so lucky. Our librarian Mm -hmm. was my librarian in Broken Arrow when I first started teaching. Oh, cool. And she came over, and I'm so excited. And so it's nice to be able to ask her for advice. And she – Oh, that's good. I just hate that they're undermining the professionalism of librarians. Like, they had to attain a master's degree. Mm -hmm. And there's – I'm sure there is – a squirrel or two, but they're looking at resources. They're in library groups. Like this book is super popular right now. This is what's acceptable. This is not like they're checking grade levels. They have whole websites and databases to double check all of this. Most of the school bound stuff, it it's already been checked, but like catcher in the rye that's on the AP exam, like reading list as like a novel of merit. Mm -hmm. But then like for freshmen, it's pretty risque. I would have students like ask their parents because we used to have them read off of that test. Like, mm-hmm. here's the list yeah. of works that have been on this test. Pick one each semester to read. And so sometimes if they would pick that or the color purple, I might ask for a parent approval because those are a little bit more explicit. But they're on the AP exam. Mm-hmm. And my kids are just a few years. Like when they go to college, their professors can't tell the parents anything. Yeah. Like they're adults now. And so helping them transition into that and reading things of literary merit, but often that 
also is a cross-section with life's difficulties, Mm -hmm. which some of these students are experiencing. So I hate to shield them from that because to me, it's so much safer to discover it in a book Mm -hmm. and to ask questions than anything online. And things online are so graphic. Like they got so mad at 13 Reasons Why the book. And sure, it deals with suicide. It's like a bit of a faulty premise, but it is like, oh, let's think about Mm -hmm. how our actions have an impact. But the series is so much more scandalized. Why aren't they trying to get that taken off of Netflix? Yeah. True, yeah. Like the series is so much more intense than the book was. Mm -hmm. Mm. And that happens frequently. Well, the the literary importance of a book is usually linked to it is hitting on a topic that's difficult Mm -hmm. and, and timely. And so to remove both, you know, difficult and timely out of it, you're left with uh, less interesting books, you know? Uh, because not talking about race right now is ridiculous. Yeah. You know, it's ridiculous. So it's, and what other time in history have librarians been <laughs> so demonized? Seriously. I mean, do you know a librarian who is sketchy? I do not. No, no, <laughs> no. I saw a shirt that I wanted the other day. Tell me a time in history where the good guys burned the books. Mm-hmm. I saw that just the other day also. Yes. Like, I, I get protecting your child from certain things that you want them to read at a certain time, mm-hmm. but saying that that's not okay for any, any kid, kid, like, sure. You don't want your kid to read all American boys. That's fine. But how come this other student can't who's struggling with that or their team is white and black? So how cool to read a book from both a white and black perspective on an issue that a basketball team like that relates to their life. Why can you say no for that kid? Because you'd be so mad if I made a decision for your kid. Yeah. So why can you pull it for every other kid? Or there are gay parents in our schools. Yeah. Mm hmm. Like, yes. how come you can say that this is a no for every single kid? The assumption this is, is reality. that, yeah. Well, the assumption is that every family's life experience is the same, mm-hmm. and that premise is faulty. And you have to, you have to concede that other people have lived different lives coming into the public school system. Um, private school, different story, you know. But public school, come on. Yeah. Come on. Yeah. yeah. Anyway, soapbox. Yeah, so that's just <laughs> been hard, too, because then, like, Fahrenheit is a little risque yeah. because it talks about the burning of books. And <laughs> Which is what Ray Bradbury is definitely not an advocate of that. Right. And so it's like, do we continue to teach that? Teaching Animal Farm with mm. literal war in Russia occurring. Mm-hmm. Like, I've taught Animal Farm most of the years that I've taught, and it's so not far removed. My first year teaching, my one of my students – grandmas both of her brothers were killed by stalin hitman wow and so for her to share that was like friends this was not that long ago correct and then to see what has happened in russia in those 16 Mm. years since i've been teaching has been hard and then some people you know have different views on that and so then it's like do we still teach that but it's so good for satire and Mm -hmm. wow now it, it's it, so hard. It, it illuminates the fact that education is very powerful. And teachers are extraordinarily powerful because they are presenting this knowledge and wisdom to students. And uh, some people do not like that. 
it, they just don't. And education to them is not something that is valuable. It's something that is detrimental or dangerous mm -hmm. to maybe their worldview or what have you. But teachers are really powerful yeah. people. But I, I find them to be incredibly kind and respectful and thoughtful of that. You know, so they're not wielding it abusively. I don't I don't see. I don't see any evidence of that. Mm -mm. Mm. I'm sorry it's so hard. Yeah. It is just so impossibly hard right now. Yes. It I need more people to take up my intern when he was there. I loved it. He gave an article that was a little controversial because it was a great group. Like we just had a lot of like very worldly educated students that oh, wow. year. Mm -hmm. So super cool and trying to bring in articles that are relevant. And he said, let's read this. I don't know what I think about it, but let's read, talk about it, analyze and see what we come up with. And I just thought like, that's such a great perspective. Like we're not trying to indoctrinate. We're trying to put things in front of you to see what you think about it. Yeah, mm -hmm. to challenge because your perspective. Yes, because mm -hmm. if your perspective is right and good, these things should confirm it. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if all of these things are challenging it, is it strong? Is it the right side? Mm -hmm. Do you have these conversations with your students like constantly, or do you have to be careful to when and where you have these conversations? Try to be careful, not in the first few weeks, yeah. because... We need to develop more of a relationship. Trust. Um, I did an assignment one year, and we were talking about identity, like our own identity. So what a cool way for us to get to know each other. Mm -hmm. Like, you just have all of these different labels. And then I brought it into so do characters. Mm -hmm. Many of you want to analyze that a character is a girl, or she is, you know, like 16. Is she an oldest? Does that impact her characterization? Um, wow. Is she a kid of divorced home? Does that impact? And so just all of these identities that we and our friends have, also characters have. And that helps us analyze more thoroughly mm -hmm. so that we can like come at it from like a different angle and try to get more in depth. Like that's one of the things I really want freshmen. Mm -hmm. Like I don't care that you know it's a hyperbole. Why are we exaggerating that feature? Mm-hmm. Like, let's delve into analysis. You're such a good teacher. Yeah. <laughs> so that was such a cool assignment. Well, the little excerpt I got was from a book that also mentioned privilege and that some identities have privilege. Like, being a girl, sometimes a privilege, sometimes not. Mm -hmm. Sometimes people open doors for me and mm -hmm. or maybe give me preference, but other times it I'm not thought as highly or I might not have an opportunity because I'm a girl. And, oh, my gosh, somebody blasted it online. One of our representatives called Mr. Miller, our superintendent, to oh complain geez. about me because it mentioned – it didn't mention white privilege. It was just saying, like, with these – like, all of you being in an American classroom, that's uh, a privilege mm -hmm. that other people that don't That word have. is just so scary for people to hear. Exactly. So, like, that one word then lost some of the effectiveness. Mm -hmm. So it's like you got to think, okay, I'm – I'm going to do the assignment again. Just make sure that we don't mention the word privilege. Like I need, <laughs> need a different excerpt or whatever. Jeez. And so that's tricky. Yeah. I know that this is, you know, peaks and valleys. And right now it seems really hard. 
is it going to get better? Like, is this, when is this going to start swinging up and we start respecting and honoring our teachers and our librarians for the professionals that they are? Like, is this going to start getting better? I hope. Yes. Okay. It will. When it becomes, when it no longer becomes politically advantageous to destroy our educational system and the people that hold it up, then it'll get better. But we don't know when that's coming. Yeah. I hate it. And I'm so sorry and mad for you and our friend Jamie Lee. All of us here love Jamie Lee. And like, I just hear about so many. I mean, it's just so hard to be a teacher right now. And so I'm just acknowledging that for whatever that's worth. And so thank you. <laughs> so to, to bounce off yeah. of that, how do you stay up? How, mm. do, how do you keep? Well, a uh, question I've been asking for the last few years is why do you come back? Because it's not always a given anymore, you know, just to ride it out oh. for 30 years. I know. Like, we checked in with all of our teacher friends, like, at the yeah. end, like, are, are you, you coming, coming back? back? Are you coming back? <laughs> yes. It's <laughs> a valid question. So yes. what brings you back? The kids. Mm-hmm. Like, they are awesome. And I am lucky enough to have been there and have multiple opportunities where I, like, continue to talk to them. Yeah. Like, leadership, that class just bonds you because you yeah. work on these projects together and they see that they can do things they didn't know that they could do. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And Bixby, I love it. It is such a good community. I have a mom that bought me a baby gift. I haven't even taught her two kids that have been through the ninth grade center. She just helps with Bixby stuff and is like, I appreciate Jennifer. She's pregnant. Here's a couple little things for her baby. Like that's so sweet. That support Mm -hmm. and knowing like my admin has my back is so helpful. Like when our principal moved to athletic director, our assistant superintendent called to Mm -hmm. say, Hey, I know that's a big deal. How are you doing with that? Like that support I know that I can keep focusing on the kids because other people have my back. Mm -hmm. And I think I have been able through leadership, through education, through making a name for myself. I have the support to continue to focus on the kids. I have parents that I think would go to bat for me. I know that my Mm -hmm. admin supports me. Like I can reach out to them for help. And so because of that, I feel safer than I think I would at some of the other places. Yeah. But Mm. I can see, like, I had a friend ask me if I wanted to go to a private school. Like, hey, we have an opening. We'd love to have you. And it's never been more tempting because then I'm not under the scrutiny of other Mm. entities. Mm -hmm. But also, that's a whole different ballgame. And I want to be in the public classroom setting. Mm -hmm. Like, that's where my heart is. Because even though Bixby is a somewhat affluent community, there's still a lot of people that aren't. Mm -hmm. And it reminds me of my own upbringing where like my dad definitely had more money than my mom and my parents were separated. So like I knew what it was to like not touch the thermostat because we don't want to jack up the air bill this (laughs) month. But I also knew what it was to have a credit card and know that if I needed anything, I could get it. Like I had those two kind of disparities and Owasso where I graduated high school Reminds me a lot of Bixby yeah. now. Mm-hmm. So it's like I can make those connections because they have like a similar upbringing mm-hmm. to a lot of that. So I feel like I'm in my sweet spot and supported. And the kids are lovely. Like I had multiple kids yeah. like write me notes. One yeah. girl 
had the all the places you'll go and she had it for Luke when I was on maternity leave and had people sign it for oh. me and for him. No. So like I opened that when I came that. back. Yes. So oh. just one of my students from a couple years ago, we talked books a lot. She made Luke like a newest book club member onesie. Oh, stop. And like future bookworm, like those little things, like that's I have precious. a warm, fuzzy file. I'm moving classrooms to get one that's just a little bit bigger for leadership uh-huh. and with a closet so I mm-hmm. can put all the storage Sweet. stuff. And um, I found this warm, fuzzy, and every teacher needs a warm, fuzzy, like email and like paper file for when yeah. kids. Yes. Or a box. Yes. Sometimes it's bulky. Yes. Right? Yes. <laughs> yeah. But like you need that to remind yourself of like why you do those things. And I am lucky enough that students do write me little notes. Mm. And because I continue to contact them and I let them be my friend on Instagram after my class is done. Okay. I don't want to yeah. see anything while you're in my class and possibly <laughs> yeah. lose respect for you. <laughs> but like when I announced I was going to be pregnant and all these students were like, you're going to be the best mom. Aww. Like I'm so excited. And, um, I've had some fertility troubles and a couple of kids knew that. And so they're like, I remember when, like, we're so excited. And that was like, just oh. hysterical tears. But for a student to tell me they thought I would be a good mom, I'm like, mm. I did get to mother you for a year. Yeah. yeah. That so means like, something. It really does. So that feedback from them, like, keeps me there. I'm excited to go back. And my people, because especially at a freshman center, like, every year, they're rolling out yeah but like we have like a group text with some of us Mm -hmm. and like we are legitimately friends like right now one of my fellow english teachers is watching luke another one of my teachers is going to watch him for um my dentist appointment like being able to have people that want to love on me my kids my family at my job Mm. make it it just it's such a great place to be. Like yeah. we are a family. Well, I'm glad you brought that up because there are some teachers that do not have that and they hesitate to leave because they just don't know if they'll get a better circumstance. But you did mention earlier on that the reason you got this job was because of who you knew and listen to your fellow educators. If they say, Hey, this building is awesome or this principal is awesome or the vibe in at this school is just great. Listen to that. Don't be scared. You know, g- there are better situations out there if if you're not getting a lot of life out of where you're at right now. Absolutely. Coming to Bixby is the best thing I could have done for my career. Mm. Yeah. Hear that, everybody? <laughs> <laughs> Bixby's going to have a million people <laughs> applying. Now. But we, I mean, you do, you need to go where you feel that, like, yes. kinship mm-hmm. because starting out, I was in like a rando hall, like just an extra classroom. Like we need another English teacher. Here you go, lady. And that was really rough starting out. But once I moved to like the English hall and we had lunch together and that just five minutes of support in between classes Mm -hmm. of like, oh my gosh, guys, this bombed or this kid. I can't. You just have that moment that we get to pick each other up. Mm Mm-hmm in between classes as well or dump like i gotta dump this before i go back in (laughs) this is a fresh start a fresh group but i need somebody to legitimize that what just happened was really awful yeah 
you won't believe what just happened. <laughs> <laughs> and I have to tell you because I have to go do it again in five minutes. Yes. <laughs> yep. Uh, this is great. I'm so glad that you have found a good spot. Y- you found your sweet spot in what you're teaching, where you're teaching, in the community that you've built for yourself. I'm just so glad that you have that. And it's out there, teachers. It is out there. Mm-hmm. You can yes, find I it. have multiple friends that have that at other, at places, other places as well. Yes. Like, I mean, I think Bixby is the best. <laughs> but I have friends that stay in the classroom and are having great experiences all over the state. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, great. That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for sharing your experiences Absolutely. with us. This has been such a good chat. I've loved it. I've loved it. All right. Does anyone else have anything to say before we kind of wrap things up? Okay. So your question, my dear, is if you had 60 seconds to go back to the first day of your teaching career and you could talk to yourself for 60 seconds, what would you tell her? Stay in at least a couple years. You don't see the fruit immediately from teaching. Mm -hmm. It wasn't till senior reception that I like my first group of freshmen that I really felt like this is where I need to be. Like I could see their growth and find your people because like at broken arrow, we have a big 50th birthday party for my friends that I taught with there. We have this family at my school. If you find your people, they will carry you through the rough years. Like when the students aren't always giving the feedback or whatever that you need, if you find your people and it, maybe they're at the school. I hope they're at your school, but also via podcasts, via online groups, mm-hmm. via just friends. Like I have friends that teach at other schools. Like we, but we all do leadership and freshman English. So we have a little Fresketeers chat and we can <laughs> drop ideas and encourage each other. Cause sometimes you need somebody outside of like your immediate circle yeah. as well, but find your people mm-hmm. and they will carry you through the hard times. Yes. Yep. Ah, that's good. That's good. All right, and then finally, for all three of us, what's something that we have consumed lately that we're we're enjoying in our life? Anything. It doesn't have to be teaching-related. My thing is a game. I don't think we've ever talked about games before. It is Where Should We Begin? It is, have you ever heard of Esther Perel? She's a psychologist. She, I've listened to her podcast, which is called Where Should We Begin with Esther Perel, and she made a game. And it's at first I thought it was like a couple's game for and so I my I got it for me and my husband and it's like a conversation starter type thing, but then I've never actually even played the whole game because it just leads into so many conversations like you just pull out one or two cards and then you're just talking and talking and talking. I brought this game to Eureka Springs. I went with some friends a couple of weeks ago and we loved it. Every night we played this game and it's just so good. It's just it it's lots of conversation starters, lots of story starters. So mm-hmm. you can like what's a time that you felt you know, terrified? What's the time that you felt in love? What's it, you know, and they have like specific little things that really help get your juices going so you can start thinking about it. And it's just wonderful. So where should we begin by Esther Perel is so good. Is it like available on Amazon? Like is it like a literal like card? It's a box with cards in it. Yes. It's so good. Yes. Do it. Get it, get it, get it, get it. (laughs) I recommend it for your spouse, for your partner, for friends, anything. It's just been so much I feel like I could even use that in the classroom. Like as I get to know you with like leadership, like tell me a time or for journal prompts. Some of them are like, you know, favorite sexual position. So probably (laughs) skip that one on with your students. You're going to want to look through them. (laughs) But like it's everything. It's from the mundane to like, ooh, really risque. (laughs) So anyway, 
I highly recommend it. All right, who wants to go next? Well, I have a follow-up question. Oh, yeah. How, how do you win? It's not a win. <laughs> okay. It's not. Well, actually, I think there is a way to win, but I've never played the full thing by the rules because we just get talking. distracted yeah. and we start talking and telling stories and laughing. That's so funny. I don't know. It's a good question. That's a <laughs> You'll have to tell me. Yeah. That's great. Well, I, I have a follow-up to, we had a podcast interview last week. And you mentioned the Avett Brothers documentary. Yes. I watched it the <gasps> next day. It's so good. Oh, I'm so <laughs> glad. Do you know the Avett Brothers? Like, vaguely. More like, okay. they're a thing out there that yeah. I know exists. Yeah. <laughs> well, I've, I'm a new fan, and so I was suggesting them for it. I'm so glad you watched it. What so streaming good. service is it on? HBO, or Max, yeah. is the documentary. And there are a lot of documentaries about music. And I love them. Mm-hmm. I d- yesterday I watched Alanis Morissette. Oh yeah. Um, but the Avid brothers are, are unique because they're brothers. They don't hate each other. <laughs> they are not. They might be, but I don't. I didn't pick up on this. Like recovering, in, they're not I don't in recovery think they are. in any yeah. way. They're super duper healthy, um, and they love their family. Mm-hmm. And it's just a unique perspective of somebody that's in the music industry and doing very very well mm-hmm. and they're brilliant yeah wow both of them yeah both of them are brilliant so it it was a if you like music i, I don't even think you have to be a fan of the avid brothers music yeah, to like the doc yeah it's yeah. it's engaging and intriguing and uh, it takes you right into the creative process their creative process mm-hmm. and how they do what they do um so yeah it was Thank you for the recommendation. I'm so glad you watched it. (laughs) I'm so glad. Very good. All righty. I would recommend Brene Brown's FFTs. Uh Her, I'm going to edit, frustrating first times. Mm -hmm. As a first time mom, there's just things where I'm like, oh my gosh. And then it's like, no, don't beat yourself up. This is the first time you've done this. This is the first time he's reached this phase. And so especially like this is middle of July. So I'm thinking about the school year. Mm Mm-hmm. Be weird, try new things, and realize that it's going to be a frustrating first time. Mm-hmm. It's going, there's going to be difficulties, there's going to be challenges, it's not going to go totally smoothly, and that's okay. So if we can just like, it's her first podcast on Unlocking Us, but that's just familiarize good. that. Like, especially as we start a new school year mm-hmm. and we start new things, it's going to be frustrating. Do you have a new job? Do you have a new principal? Do you have a new textbook? Do you have a new online system it's going to be frustrating yeah Mm -hmm. just lean into that like so just listen to that podcast i think it would just be so helpful at this time that we're preparing for firsts yeah perfect and there's no wasted movement when you fail it's not a loss you didn't lose you learned yeah so you fail and you're failing the term i like failing forward yes absolutely but i i hate it when people feel as though they're not good because things didn't go well. But now you have all of that information. And uh, accumulated over years, you're so much farther ahead of where you were. You know, So failure is pos- can be positive. Yes. Yeah. Um, if you have the appropriate perspective of it. Yes. <laughs> but I like that. Brene Brown, she's a good one. Mm-hmm. I think she's going to make it. <laughs> yeah. I'm sneaking I, suspicion. I think she's going to be successful. <laughs> You'll yes. all hear of her one of these days. All right. Well, thank you, Jennifer, so, so much. We appreciate yeah. you. And sorry I'm late. <laughs> all good. All good. 
please visit our website at relatethenneducate.com. If you'd like us to come to your school, great. Go to our website, click on our speaking page, and see what all we talk about. And we'd love to come meet your teachers. Also on our site, you can visit our events page. We have some excellent workshops and really cool events that we are currently planning. We cannot wait for these things. Oh, they're going to be exciting. Also, you can check out our Teacher Voices page, which is exactly what it sounds like, Teacher Voices. It's a wonderful resource of teacher stories, teacher experiences, just all you can hear teacher voices. And it's a great way you can connect with them. You can learn and hear from other teachers. So check out our website, relatheneducate.com. We are always looking for more teachers to talk to, and you have a story worthy of sharing. Yes, you. I'm talking to you, teacher. You may not think you do, but oh, do you? And we want to meet you. We want to talk to you on the podcast. And even if you're like, oh, I don't have anything, which I know you do. I know you know of a teacher who has a great story, who has great experiences and lessons that we could learn from. So you could also let us know their name, their information, and we would love to reach out to them and see if they want to be on our show. So reach out to us on our website, or you can email me at Aaron, E-R-I-N, at relatethenneducate.com, and I will get back to you. I am so excited always to meet new teachers. Have you pre-ordered your copy of the Relate Then Educate book? Because you need to. You really, really do. The Relate Then Educate book is wonderful. It is a bunch of different teacher stories. And they're getting out there. And we can't wait. So if you haven't pre-ordered your copy, you need to do it. You can pre-order it anywhere where you order you know, your books and stuff from. We will, re we will release the book this summer. All right, finally, please like and follow us on Instagram and Facebook at Relate Then Educate and on Twitter at Relate Then E-D-U-C and the number one. And then on whatever you're listening to this podcast, please follow us, like us, leave a review. It helps us grow. It helps us be seen. Please do that. All right, finally, teachers, you are worthy. You are valuable and you are loved. Bye.